It's time for Cyclone Insider. From the Des Moines Register and 1460 KXNO, Des Moines Sports Station. All right, welcome back to a brand new installment of Cyclone Insider with our friends here from the Des Moines Register. Tommy Birch, Randy Peterson are both in studio today. We haven't all been together for seems like quite some time. Good to see both of you gentlemen. How's it going today? Who wants to go first? Pete? Hi, how are you? I'm great. You keep an eye on those stocks? Yeah. It's what greener you- today than it was yesterday. Um We like the we like the dips though. It's a good opportunity. It's an opportunity. If you take advantage of it, but yeah, and I've I've watched some stuff today and talked to some people today. What are they saying? What are the insiders They're saying? They're saying don't get all wacky about yes what happened yesterday. Okay. It's still up over the the six month period or three month period or or whatever. So, um, I'm not. Uh, You're not freaking out. Not freaking out. Tommy Birch joins us as well. How are you, my friend? Good, good. I do not invest my money. I'm just feverishly trying to save all of it right now. So well, that's a dumb move. Yeah, baby. I'm You're young. You, that's what's so, the best thing to do. That's public. Can we talk about? Yeah, that? yeah. It's congratulations. It's Thank you. Little Birchy will be here. We're gonna we're gonna name him uh, Randy Birch now. I I'll, although <laughs> I have I've, I've promised fourteen thousand people the first Randy the, naming, <laughs> the naming rights to my to my firstborn, and only only one person gets it, and it, unless we know some, it's some awkward names. <laughs> it's yeah, it's Ian Pope. Unless it's uh, you know somebody with some weird names, we're going unconventional. We find out the sex Thursday. All right, so I'll be pumped. Well, congratulations! Thank I'm very you. happy. Are you going to tell everybody? Or you're going to keep it to yourselves? Uh, kept, you're doing this whole thing on Twitter anyway. So. No, I mean I kept <laughs> I kept that a secret for uh, a couple of months. That was that was kept. In, you think I can't keep a a secret. I know I you can't that, keep a secret. I kept that in my back pocket for a few months. For so a- we will keep it a secret for as long as I'm told to keep it a secret. Well, it's not much of a secret now. It's being broadcast on the radio, buddy. Well, the name. Oh, the name. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What if it's what if the what if it's a boy and a girl? We will. Hmm. What, Did I cuss? What if it's twins? Yeah. No, there's only one. Oh, okay. I've, I've been promised there's only one. That's there. unfortunate. <laughs> you get it out of the way now. Pizza's <laughs> Have you two? There you, well, there you go. All right, gentlemen. Um, where shall we start today? I'm Purdy. Might as well. We'll start with Purdy. Everybody's we'll, talking about it. 100% yeah. chance. 100% that's a, that's all yeah. people want oh, us yeah. to talk about, Brian. Hundred. What's 100% Let, I won't chance. say 100%. Okay, 90% chance. You think that? Wow, good for you. I, I like that take. Yeah. I hope you're right, man. <laughs> I, Better be. I've been tweeting it all afternoon. Ninety percent chance he goes to Iowa State. Yeah. Wow. From just from just from. Oh, you're working the phones. Pete's, oh yeah, Pete's working the source. Well, man, I've talked to him. I've talked to him. Did what, he tell a week you ninety percent chance? No, what did no, he say? <laughs> Are you done? No. A week ago, when I talked to him, when he was at the airport coming back from Alabama, that'd be Huntsville. I asked him. I said, you know, tell me where you're at right now, and and. You know, at that point in time, he said he's not getting all wacky about Alabama. It was great. They showed him the rings, but his his head squarely on his shoulders. And I, you know, I wrote that. I mean, it was all on the record. He said his head squarely on the shoulders. He's not. He wasn't getting all hung up in Alabama's tradition that they tried to sell. What he wants to do is is play right away. And at that point in time, A and M had not offered. And at that point in time, Iowa State was very impressive to him. 
um, because it was Iowa State was his first legitimate Power Five offer. I mean, he got offer from UCF and he got offer from Boise State. It was his first Power Five offer that he that he really would consider, and that was impressive to him. The thing that got me that I thought was really was really cool was he said, you know, that Matt Campbell guy's a good dude. He's just a real dude. You know, and I thought about it and I said, what's that mean? And he said, he's just normal. You know? Mm-hmm. And so I could see that from uh, from that, and then talking to some talking to a couple well, people who are close to him over the last couple of days. I have, and I had, nobody said ninety percent. That's just me yeah. saying this. I well, and there is something to that. Like when, like if that's what you're looking for, and certain um, p- prospects have different things they're looking for. One might say, "I want to win a national title." Better off going you to Alabama. Go to Alabama. Um, he did say that though. I talked to him yesterday, okay, then, and I talked to him today, and he said he said, "Yeah, I want you know I want to go someplace where I can play, I can run an offense where I'm gonna thrive in, and have a shot winning a national championship." I think every kid when they're looking for a school, you know, thinks I can win a national championship when I go there. But to me, that the thing that really stuck out was when I was talking to his high school coach today. He said, look, a lot of kids during this recruiting process would be like, wow, it's a no-brainer. I've got Alabama offering me. I've got Texas A&M. You know, it's, it's an easy decision. Just go to one of those two schools. But what his coach said is, look, he doesn't get caught up in the glitz and, you know, uh, glamour of all that stuff. He... He's a smart kid. He looks at the big picture, and he doesn't worry about just kind of just going with, I guess, the crowd, so to speak. And to me, that's what really stood out because, you know, this recruiting process has gone really fast for Brock Purdy because to a certain degree, he flew under the radar until after that that early signing period. It was around... I think New Year's, January 1st, that Mm -hmm. he really started picking up a ton of momentum because a lot of teams were starting to see, okay, this is what we really need. This is an area we want to go after. And, you know, what his coach was telling me, the tape on him his junior season wasn't that great because he had mono early on. So uh, mono or the flu, one of those things. But he flew under the radar for so long. It's like Randy said, the good thing when it comes to Iowa State is that Purdy is that type of kid, and Iowa State was in on him relatively early in the process. I uh, it, that, that will be fun tomorrow. It's just because if you look around the country. We talked with Rob Howell earlier from Hawkeye Nation and on our show, and you know, Iowa in very similar scenario to Iowa State. There's just not much action tomorrow because of the new signing day. This is fun. I mean, it's the most important position on the team. It's I. It's Matt Campbell versus Jimbo when, Fisher. It's a great storyline. When's the last time you've gone into a signing day and and you've been like, okay, man, Iowa State is in the mix for not just a really marquee player, but you know, uh, you know. I think in, you know. Obviously, they've been in the mix for some people, but guys like Alan Lazard, you're like, okay, he's signing. But I would say the that, only thing comparable would be Jaquan Bailey. Now Bailey, I was going to yeah. say, but Jaquan, yeah, Jaquan. But other than that, Tongamoa. I mean, I mean, we thought Tongamoa. That getting Tongamoa was he was huge but too. Remember? Didn't they already have him signed though, or not signed, but committed? It, it, committed. Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. that's true. Yeah, yeah, but but the, Bailey the was last... Bailey was the last big time guy. Yeah. that. 
that that made his intention known that nobody him, knew that nobody knew except for on signing day. It sounded like he didn't even know for sure, right? But he until did, right on, like that yeah, moment, right? But I mean, when's the last time? It's like Chris said, you know, it's it's like yeah, you you know, obviously linemen stuff like that. Those uh, you know, those are important important parts of the team. But like a marquee blue chip quarterback like this for Iowa State, it. I don't know if it's ever happened where you go into signing day and that quarterback spot is still on the table and Iowa State's still in the mix for it. And why wouldn't you want to go to Iowa State if you're a quarterback? And this is something he told me, too. I know we're all saying, we're all repeating what he said, but, but he, the kid likes to talk. To him, so the kid I'm likes learning, to talk. I'm learning and that, a lot. And that's great. And that's great. He, he's very much, yes, sir, yes, sir, all this stuff. Um, he said he told he said that Iowa State's off the receivers are it's like receiver you I think he called it receiver you um, he noticed that he said that that David Montgomery and the rest of the running backs are very good he wanted to go someplace that's got solid running attack so it's not just throw 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 also and and he said somebody recog- somebody told him this or he's recognized it Tom Manning that the offensive line is has improved every year. For the over the last three years, and next year's offensive line will be better than I think. You know, last be. year's they're going to have more. Oh yeah, exactly. There's no question. They have more bodies. Hundred percent. And look at you know the one guy that we know Iowa State is bringing in or signing tomorrow is Joseph Skates, a four-star wide receiver, a guy that had a huge laundry list of of offers from some pretty blue chip programs, including Alabama and Ohio State. We're after this kid so it's not like Iowa State just got some guys on the field right now it's got to be reassuring for him to know there are other kids coming kind of at the same time as him too and if and if he's got that national championship thing on his mind like Tommy like Tommy said he did which I don't doubt it where you where's a better chance of winning a national championship A&M or Iowa State probably A&M really yeah I mean I would I would say that okay your competition to get to the well, I think to that, get to that championship no, game isn't isn't stronger. I'm just going off of tradition. Okay, program. I mean, there's statistics would lead you to believe that, but okay. I, mean, I would I, think I, getting to that championship game, you better have a chance. I agree with that at Iowa State because no, I agree with that. But I mean, Iowa State maybe. just won its fourth bowl game in the history of its program on this right. year. Right? No, you know I, I, mean? I know that. Yeah, yeah, that's why I'm going off of. But yeah. it's more of a macro. I think you're going off of more of a like right now, right, which yeah. is probably the better way to. And do that's, it. Yeah, and the good thing for for a high school kid, you know, especially a kid like him who lives in Arizona, he probably doesn't know like the long history of Iowa State struggles. Yeah, I mean, and, right now, to a certain degree, all he knows is. Wow, Matt Campbell just took Iowa State to a bowl game. They knocked off number three Oklahoma. They knocked off number four TCU, and they beat a ranked Memphis team. So he probably doesn't have the same vision that we do when we look at Iowa State's history. This will be a fun call. Bob is calling us from North Carolina, and he decided, to, and he's also going to decide among which has the best uniform. <laughs> Bob, no, I hope that guy doesn't call tonight. Uh, Bob calling us. Uh, I'm sure he's listening on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, Bob. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. So I'm just coming back to Florida, headed back to North Carolina because I got this thing called a job. It's in the way. Oh, hate yeah. it when that happens. Yeah. You're just bragging, Bob. What's up, buddy? Um, there was an article that I heard about uh, concerning Alabama, and the article said that two quarterbacks transferred 
from Alabama, and the story goes that the quarterback said they were lied to by, yeah. by Saban because they thought uh, each one of them was going to be a starting quarterback. Saban told them the same thing, but it turned out to be Hurts anyway. Yeah, I, I do remember that. I remember reading that story. Ross um, Ross told us about that here on KX. Now, here, here's what I'd say about that, Bob, and, and, and I'm going to throw it to Pete because Pete's got – Pete knows a lot more coaches over the years than I do, but I feel like a lot of coaches do that. Like, they'll – I feel like coaches will tell guys stuff to, you know, especially at quarterback. I don't know – I guess I'll put it this way, Bob. I don't know if – I don't know if Saban even did the wrong thing if he did that because if you want if you're gonna have a quarterback in the off season you want your quarterback to train like he's gonna be the leader of the team right like from a leadership standpoint I, I think a lot of people do that it's it, it, I don't know if it's actual deception or if it's motivation no it's motivation that's right it's motivation that. is what it is um, you know the coach at this at this point of this of the process is going to tell the quarterback or anybody what they want it what he thinks they want to hear yeah. i mean okay I, I don't get me wrong i mean matt campbell's gonna gonna lay it on the line i'm sure matt campbell's gonna say we've got other quarterbacks in that room you'll have every chance opportunity we have other quarterbacks in that room currently quote unquote um if you get my drift and we've got yeah i know what you mean you will have other quarterback you'll, you'll have every opportunity to to compete to play in your true freshman year. And that's what these kids want to hear. They just want to hear the fact that they've got a chance. And that and then once you get them signed on the dotted line, I don't think Matt Campbell's going to jerk them around. I don't. Now, will somebody change positions? Sure. Somebody that that room's too crowded and it's it will get more crowded here in the next couple of days. Man, I hope you're right. Um <laughs> but, I hope you're right, man. But but uh Yeah, hey. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, Bob. I want to add one more thing to that. Uh the room of quarterbacks, there aren't a lot of quarterbacks in the room either at Iowa State compared to what it would be like uh, at the other places that he's considering. And uh, our favorite man, Earl Bruce, once told, once told us at a pep rally, don't ever get caught short of quarterback. Well, then that's certainly not going to be the case at Iowa State. Well, and that's, you know, Bob, you sound like a longtime Cyclone fan. You'll resonate with this. It's been since... Arnaud and 08, 08. we've used this stat a lot since Iowa State's gone through a season. That's a decade, an entire decade since Iowa State's gone through a season without needing more than one quarterback. So you're right, buddy. Get get as many of them as possible. Thank you for your call, Bob. We appreciate you listening in there in North Carolina. Okay, right? Mom. All right, bud. Take care. Take care. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, I, I'm sure that Saban I, – I, I, I read that article. I, I remember that specifically. Ross and I, I think, did an hour on that. Saban likely deceived one of one or both of those kids. However, I do think that Saban also is the type where had one of those guys been good enough to be the starting quarterback, they would have been the starting quarterback. I don't think that he deceived them the whole time just to screw him yeah, over at it, the I end. Mean, I don't buy that. I mean, he's probably not telling this kid, like, you know, either one of these guys, like, Okay, uh, you know, yeah, you can be the starter. You know, you're going to be the starter, and just thinking like, okay, that kid has no shot. You know, we, man, we really need some depth. He's gonna make a great backup quarterback. I mean, that's, you know, I mean, in anything in recruiting, you know, you're you're selling the kids. You want it. It's a slippery slope in terms of wanting to tell them what they want to hear versus what you can really promise them too. Interesting about about Brock Purdy is that um, 
there there are coaches not only at Iowa State but at other places that maybe would have gotten out of the poker game that maybe would have gotten out of that game when the kid visited Alabama when Alabama offered just said the heck with it and gotten out mm-hmm. you know f- f- folded um yeah. we and we know that that would have happened yeah, that, I mean, that, that 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 could happen and it has happened Matt Campbell went all in I mean they had they loaded up cyclone 1 last week um went down there and and he threw all his cards out on the table and that the that was impressive to the family I mean, he—that's the kids. That's what the kid was thinking about. That's what Brock Purdy was thinking about as he flew to, to, um, to um, Texas A&M for his visit. That was the most fresh in his mind. Was that Matt Campbell and four others? You know, was the five Iowa State staffers came down to see him. Man, talking uh, quarterbacks in February is blowing up the phone lines here on fourteen sixty KXNO. And Remember? that's and 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 that—that's the only news that's going to be tomorrow, unless Iowa State drops the. The um, Kyle Kemp news, man. I hope that you're right with your ninety percent. You, you got. I haven't talked to the kid. I've just kind of been sitting out. Jared's been doing the reporting for us. So I, I, uh, I'm, I'm really excited. And I'll, I'll eat a lot of crow. It's not. I'll but, be, I'll but, be up at six a.m. tomorrow. I love signing day, man. It's like one of my favorite. All day. three of them tomorrow. Do I, you yeah. love signing day. <laughs> you are as weird. much now. You are weird. You have that period. No, no, I don't. It's not as fun. Yeah. I. I mean, I talked to a bunch of Cyclone fans today. It's not as fun for the fans, but it's better for Iowa State as a program. There's it's no... fun for the fans now because of the of the Brock Purdy thing. Yeah, but and, this and, is, I don't think this will happen very often. No, not at all. To, you know... No, no. It, it, I wouldn't think so, but then again, it might because everybody's going to leave a few a few scholarships open after the after the early period for somebody like a like a Brock Purdy or somebody like um, you know the grad transfers or somebody like the the receiver that Tommy's written about. Um, they're going to leave scholarships open. I think there'll still be a lot of intrigue. 515-284-5966. Dave, uh, John, and Todd are all on the Perfect. line. Talk to Dave. Dave, welcome to the program. What's on your mind, buddy? Yeah, it's fun. Uh, well, it's just fun. So keep it in context. But Peterson, are you in love with Matt Campbell? I mean, honest guy, I, I'm 62 years old. I have listened. You're a kid. And read all your articles. I'm a diehard Hawkeye fan, but I'm not that Hawkeye fan. There we go. I went to the Missouri game where nobody showed up, and McCarney were ahead in the whole thing. In the fourth quarter, we lost it. Nobody showed up from Iowa State for that game because it was too cold, and you would have won the division. But I got it. You, oh, that's 2004. Peterson, yeah. you are a diehard Iowa State fan. I mean, yes or no? Come on, Dave. No, no, not at all. I mean, you'd have trouble, conf- especially today. You would Dude, have to, you'd, you'd have trouble. Me. You'd have trouble convincing Iowa State people that. Trust me. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I'm the guy that I wrote that Paul Roach should be fired. Dude, I wrote that Paul Roach should be fired. That's a fan. What? Well, I just get the feeling that Ferris is the worst because he makes all this money. Yet Matt Campbell comes in here and he's the young guy. And he can't – every recruit they get, you think he's a five-star. I mean, everybody – it's just unbelievable. Okay, look, can I can oh, I, I, can would, I defend I myself? Ask, I would ask him to name yeah. three <laughs> Iowa State recruits. Dave, can you do that for us? Okay. Dave, um, Dave, go back. You're 62. 
Can you? Yes. No, okay. you tell me three. Okay, Joseph Skates. Uh, oh, get your paper out. What? Dave, get your paper out. Like you can read it off your screen or whatever. Right. I bet you, Dave. We you write this know. stuff every day. It's on our head. It's on the top of our head. But but you say you're 62. You're a Hawkeye fan. Then you obviously know how many years I covered University of Iowa and Kirk Ferentz. Yeah. Right. Okay. Sure did is. I write anything bad about Kirk Ferentz? Did arrogant, I write anything bad? Arrogant. Ab- arrogant. Wait. Paid too much. Uh, overrated. Not me. You, you go back and look at your clips. Yeah, go Dave. back and look at the. Did I write anything bad about Hayden Fry? No. Dave, well, he wasn't did. even a. He, I can remember. Dave. I can remember when they hired Ferris Peterson. You had an article about Hayden Fry that I, I guarantee you. Dave, do you realize that Pete when they hired a, when they hired Kirk? I when they hired Kirk the the day before the, the day of the hiring. Before it was known that it was Kirk, the first word, the first two words in the story that I wrote, Kirk Ferentz will be Iowa's new football coach. I hated him the first two years. That's not, that, I don't have, that doesn't, that, okay, you did, but I didn't. You thought that was a good hire? Oh, absolutely, I thought it was a good hire. Dave, he wasn't even a columnist You wanted Ferentz, you wanted Fry out. That... He wasn't yeah. even Pete. You weren't even giving opinions on stuff like that back no, then. No, not you? at all. I did yeah, not want Fry out either. That, no, that's he wasn't. It, that's insane. give me, show me the clips where I said Hayden Fry should go. No way, shape, or form did I say that. The only coach that, as a columnist, that I called to be fired was Paul Rhodes. I covered Licklider, dude. I covered Licklider. I yeah. covered Alford. Yeah, I, hey, I can tell you, Dave. I was walking with Randy at the Big 12 tournament last year. We we're going on one of our walks. Yeah. Todd Licklider walked by us and gave Randy a big hug. So, anyway, <laughs> I love Todd Licklider. So, yeah, okay. But anyway, it's just funny. Thank you, Dave. We appreciate it. It's the your, perception we that your... we get. It's well, not true. It's the perception we, that a, we get and it's 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 erroneous. We had a guy. And that's okay. I mean, if 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 what was this dude's name? Dave? That was Dave. If Dave would have Dave would have known what Kirk Ferentz and I'm not going to go too far, met in my life I know. over the last three years, two well, years. And then it goes like this, too. Like I had a guy tweeting that earlier that because Ross was gone, the whole show was going to be Cyclones. And it like he, this guy like tweeted that all that Heinz and I did was talk about the Cyclones for the first 30 minutes of the show. Like We didn't even talk about Iowa State. Yeah. You know, it's that guy is a Hawkeye fan, and he... It doesn't matter what you say or write, right. because you are the Cyclone columnist for the Des Moines Register, he has that opinion on it. And he's, and that, he's right. I've written sec- very... There's a section of fans that right. are like that on both sides. And he's accurate. I have written, and Tommy's written, positive things about Matt Campbell, positive things about the Iowa State program. What's not to be positive about? I wrote negative. that, that I've written negative about Iowa State football before, but, but it's certainly... Um, you know the the West Virginia game, for example. Um, um, it's certainly weighted positive um, in in Iowa State's favor. Um, um, I came out and said some things that that the whole Jacob Park thing was misplayed, was mishandled by Iowa State. So and and that riled some yeah, people. Yeah, I wouldn't Iowa even State. worry about it. But anymore. no, I no 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 no. But I just but but yeah. For the most part, what Tommy and I write is it leans toward the positive about Iowa State because what's not to be positive about? And I've known you forever, Pete. 
been one of my heroes for a long time. You crush them when they need to be crushed, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> we've seen Pete crush them a lot. This is funny to me. Like I, with you, and then with with like Murph and Andy. Like I interned with them for a year, and like everybody, like Hawkeye fans, all think that they're pro Cyclones, and then all the people up at Iowa State will say like, oh, they love the Hawks. It's like it's really not the case, Mm-mm. but it, fans want to hear what fans want to hear, and they they don't always listen to context or the half the time they don't even read it. They'll read like a headline, which you guys don't, or even they'll write. hear from somebody on the street. Yeah. This is did you see what what comes out there? Do <laughs> you think to think that Randy and I is, actually care the outcome of the game is the only thing we care ha- about is a, I, there are two things I care <laughs> yeah, about. Here we go: a, a quick ending and a good story. I just want to be able to tell a quick ending, which means no overtime. Yeah. And yeah, but whatever. Who cares? John, hold on real quick. We'll take your call on Kyle Kemp. I promise. Randy wants to chime in on this. It's very topical. Hey, Randy, welcome to the program. Hey, how's it going, guys? Great. What's up? Hey, uh, no, don't listen to some of these guys. I'll, I'll tell you, I'm a, I am a Iowa State and Iowa fan. And I don't care which one is playing. I want them both to win. I'm from the state of Iowa. I'm an Iowa born and bred, live and die by the way my football teams, at plural, live or end up in the games. And you know, if if I'm I'm so tired of these guys that are oh I'm an Iowa State fan and I hate Iowa. I'm an Iowa fan and I hate Iowa State. That is so stupid. You know, if both of our teams were playing well, man, it would be so good for our state. Would they both be getting good players? So, I'm just that that's what I have to say. I'm just tired of them complaining about the other team. Good God, just root <laughs> And that's never going to change unfortunately. It, it's the way it's always been. And and I agree with you 100%. Last year our football season, Iowa's and Iowa State football season, it was great. It was great for the state the way those teams. So much fun to watch. Yeah, it was it was it was ridiculously fun. And you know what? It's going to be better next year. Yeah, and, right. and to a certain Thank degree. you Randy. I appreciate your phone call. That's right. Okay, thanks guys. Keep up the good work. All right, thanks, I, pal. I totally agree with both Randy's are same, but to a certain degree, also, I remember the uh, for a while there, I sh- could not stand the bickering that went back and forth between fans between Iowa and Iowa State. But I got to a point to where, as long as it was respectful and just you know some some good nature trolling and you know some and just some, keep it above the brow. Yeah, you know, I think that's what makes the rivalry so entertaining and so good, and that's why. Uh, you know, after after watching years of it between fans, I loved it when you had Brian Ferentz and Campbell, you know, with uh, those guys in Ames and, um, you know, those guys out east or whatever. Absolutely. I mean, that stuff was awesome. I loved it. I want more of that. Now it's I want, almost like it was scripted. Now, uh, it was perfect off-season banter. Now, was, now I want the players to do it more. It used to be that way, too, but yeah. I don't think you'll see players in it. Would, it'd be it used great. to be that way. I don't think you'll see that anymore. John, hold on. I, I You've been real patient. Uh, we'll t- we have to take a break here, and then we'll take your call on Kyle Kemp. We'll continue on this quarterback conversation. As uh, we look at the National Signing Day, Iowa State will have um, 
basketball game tomorrow night as well at Texas Tech. A lot to hammer out there. Cyclone Insider here with the Des Moines Register on 1460 KXNO. It's Cyclone Insider from the Des Moines Register and 1460 KXNO. Welcome back to Cyclone Insider here with the Des Moines Register on 1460 KXNO. Can we talk to the person that's been holding yeah, for John like three is, days? Yeah, John's been on hold for 17 minutes wanting to talk about Kyle Kemp, so we you welcome pr- him back to the program. Sorry about that, John. John probably forgot we had that, about what he wanted to talk the about. The guy called in and got really upset, and it kind of derailed the show. How are you tonight, John? I'm doing great. Uh, just like to first say that you know Dave mentioned at the beginning of his call that he's not that Iowa fan, and then... Proved to all of us that he's that Iowa fan. <laughs> Very <laughs> true. Thank That's you. okay. We <laughs> <Yeah>. love him. <laughs> yeah, and to get back to the Kyle Kemp, um, I was just curious what you guys have all heard lately on his, what the NCAA, if there's any rumblings about the NCAA uh, six year, if that's going to be granted, what his options are. I got 90% that, that he's coming. Oops, excuse me. I got 90% chance that he's that he's been ruled eligible. That's Peterson's. Okay. Awesome. That's my ninety. Everything. I'm just. That's my go-to number. I've, I've uh, definitely wavered my stance uh, from from talking to people. I know early on I thought there was no way, but now it's. Have uh, you come around? <clears throat> Enjoy me and Pete. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, I'm not saying I think. Hey, he should be eligible. Um, I think he is. He will. Yeah. I'm. I. You, we are three for three. I'll think Kyle Kemp will be back, John. Okay. And then, what does that do for uh, the quarterback um, quarterback competition next year? Somebody's think, changing. Go ahead. I think Kyle Kemp goes into the season as the starter, and my guess is, depending on how he plays, I I could see somewhere during the middle or end of the season, Zeb Nolan vying for for the job. I mean, I think the thing about Kyle Kemp is, look, Kyle Kemp. Uh, guided Iowa State to a historic run of success, success that we may never see again with that four-game winning streak, two overranked opponents, top five opponents. But as good as he was in the Oklahoma game, I think that is as good as you're ever going to see Kyle Kemp from a talent standpoint where maybe uh, what he was the rest of the way, kind of the truth is in there somewhere in between. And also, you know, look, you've got some talented young guys in that room. They just don't have the experience that Kyle Kemp has. Okay. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you, John. I I, I was going to try to break it down even farther. Iowa State's first five games include Iowa, Oklahoma, and I can't remember. um, Iowa – I don't have a laptop in front of me. Iowa, Oklahoma, and somebody good is, are in the first five games. It's a weird schedule, so they're not gonna they're not gonna be messing around much with the quarterbacks at least for the no. first five games. Well, it's a I, very top heavy schedule. Yeah, Kyle Kemp's the safe choice right now. He is exactly choice. the safe choice. He, he is, They've got the receivers that can make the big plays if he gets them the ball. Yeah, I still think they got to and I still Kemp will probably be the quarterback. I think we all agree on that. Mm-hmm. Yes. I want to see him give Nolan every chance, though. After exactly. five games, if they're three and two, then 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 Zeb uh, gets a shot. I'm even saying like in in the spring and everything. I just oh, he'll get a shot because yeah, Kemp man, like his arm is not very good, and like he's a, It's all about the brain there, and I I do. Th- I'm a believer at some point to take another step as a program. If this is the NFL, if this is college, whatever, you got to have a quarterback and. While uh, Kemp can do it upstairs, it's like I don't think he has the arm that, that Nolan does. So I think it'll be a fun spring to watch those two guys 
all chances are that Kemp will be the guy. Though. Yeah, and there's certainly limitations in what Kyle Kemp can do. I mean, probably the best way to describe Kyle Kemp and Zeb Nolan is, hey, Kyle Kemp is not going to go out and lose you a football game. He's going to keep you in that game. He's going to give you a good shot to win it. But Zeb Nolan's the type that can give you that little extra oomph, that little uh, momentum, that something extra that can go get you a victory. But on the flip side, just the unknown, the inexperience, kind of the gunslinger that we saw at times of of Zeb Nolan, he may be vulnerable to losing you a game. Are you early saying he's on. Jacob Park? <laughs> Not the same level. I mean, man, <laughs> the the amount of skill that Jacob Park I, had just the reason I want to keep the door cracked for Nolan is just because he he can really evolve still. He's still Absolutely. really young. Where Kemp is like even like it, it is best. I think we know what Kyle can be, which is pretty good, you know, and it can get you. You can win good some enough games. to win. Th- Three tremendously big football games. Yes, I mean three of the whatever, right. or five or six or whatever. No went. doubt. I'm but counting I think the bowl if, game. If we go back and look at it, though, TCU the offense didn't move the ball well. Um, there's Not a lot consistently. Yeah. Texas Tech it died down. So, so two like, of those wins the defense when it got. Yeah, my whole deal is, I think that you need to keep the guy with the higher upside. Keep the door cracked for him. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Uh, and I think that it could be a really compelling fall camp if that's the case. I still think Kemp will be the guy. Yeah, and you know, I'm, I think the one thing we're forgetting about Zeb Nolan too is, one, he's a redshirt. He was a redshirt freshman last season, but to a certain degree, it was almost a true freshman because he missed all that time with the the torn ACL his freshman year. So, I mean, yeah, we're we're still Iowa State is we are just seeing some of the the potential. In Zeb Nolan and Iowa State has probably just scratched the surface of it, but it's like both of you had said too. You know, it's like Iowa State is not in a rebuilding mode right now. I mean, now people are expecting Iowa State to go to a bowl game, to win more games, and take that next step. You can't have Zeb Nolan through the that first gauntlet. I'm looking at the schedule right now, Randy. South Dakota State, Iowa, Oklahoma. Akron and TCU. Iowa, Oklahoma, and TCU in yeah. the first five games. That yeah. is not the time Total. to be taking the training wheels exactly. off a quarterback. Yeah. And 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 let's remember this about about Kyle. How many college games has he yeah, played in his life? Eight? Yeah. So he can have a he can he, raise. So he how many he's played barely more than Zeb Nolan's played. He's never gone into spring is right so he can you know and i'm and i agree with everybody if you want a guy that's going to throw the ball deep if you want the big play stuff you've got the receivers to do it certainly zeb's your guy if you want the guy that's going to throw the 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 15 to 20 yard pass that's going to be on the money that and let the receivers make the plays kyle kemp's your guy so i mean it's a good situation yeah how i mean how weird is that that we're going to go into the spring game and Kyle Kempt is the quarterback. Yeah. I mean, in the past, like when we would watch the spring game, we'd be like, wow, this is the spring game is for guys like Kyle Kempt before last season. Like, this is your one chance to really shine and show people what you can do. I mean, for a long time, we were like, that's the most we're going to see. I'll tell you Kyle what, Kemp. So, no matter a, how things, take. no matter how things go now, Kyle Kemp's story is a massive success. Oh, no question. The, they'll both play next year. 
Absolutely. Sure. I mean, we've <laughs> like in meaningful stuff, not like mop up duty either. They'll yeah, both play next yeah. year. Yeah, and you know, Campbell has not been shy about using two quarterbacks. Uh, no, you know, I'm saying one actually. of them will be playing and he won't play well, and they'll bench him. And oh, sure, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> no, but I mean, I could <laughs> been around Iowa State for too long. Yeah. yeah, even last year. Like, I mean, had they not had that defense last year, Kemp would have been getting crucified by absolutely. fans in the middle of that Big 12 run because they weren't moving the football under him. But once again... The line sucked. That, yeah, that kind of epitomizes Kyle Kemp to a certain degree where, look, he's not going to take you to that next level of winning the football game, but he did just enough to win the game or yeah. you know to help Iowa State win. You kind of wonder on the flip side... If a guy like Zeb Nolan, those are his first reps. He's he's getting thrown into the mix of a game. Um, would those outcomes be the same? It's and going it, to be an interesting fall. I mean, the spring, you know, we'll be asking questions. How's the quarterback thing going? We're going to get the typical. They're all taking the normal reps. Um, you know, they're learning the offense. It's the fall when the fall comes around. That's when it's really going to going to be interesting because that's when we're going to even find out. Are they really going to go with five quarterbacks in that room? Is somebody going to change positions? Yeah, I think they will. I think they early will. on. Yeah, well, uh, yeah that's what I'm saying. In the fo- but yeah, yeah, nothing's I mean, going to happen in the spring. I think even I think they will even go into the fall with okay. that many guys because one, you've got guys that you can redshirt right away, and then two, I mean, look look at last year how many quarterbacks they went through. I mean, you you just want as many warm bodies, right? No, as I, possible I agree. I agree. Be, I guess I was looking. For down yeah, the road oh, I totally, and I yeah. I agree with you. Yeah, somebody is going to be the odd man out there at some point, or just either switches mm-hmm. pr- positions or or transfers. But for me, this I mean, man, the the spring's going to be exciting because you've you've got some talent here. You know, we're talking about signing day. You've got a couple of guys who have already signed that are already here. I mean, I want to see how Real Mitchell yeah, does absolutely. in the spring game. I mean, to to me, some of the you know, some of the uh, biggest questions. I mean, there aren't a ton of giant question marks. Johnny Lang and Canadian Nwangu, yeah, those are the guys that I'm interested that's, in. That's a great point. I mean, Johnny Lang, to me, I mean, we've gotten a glimpse of Kane. I think, you know, you you obviously want to see how he's doing uh, after the Achilles thing. Mm-hmm. But Johnny Lang is just kind of this giant mystery. There was just so much buildup, so much excitement, and he does have so much talent the spring game is the perfect opportunity because they're going to shut Montgomery him. down during the spring. They'll probably Absolutely. shut down. They might shut down Mike Mike Warren during Kine the spring. Probably too. I just to be safe, Kane will get some get some stuff, but he'll he get some. Rough, it won't yeah. be it won't be anything drastic. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I the one thing too that I think is just vastly important that we mention, and we all know about the quarterback position that's just different from the rest. It's just how do you command a huddle. And Kemp does that really well, and you know I can talk about his arm strength and everything. But if you know his, if, you, but, if your guys want to play for you like they do for Kemp, I mean he's the that make that gives him the edge. But I think we also saw that Zeb Nolan could probably get to that point at some at some point in his career. Maybe he's not ready to take that leap, but just the fact that in that Oklahoma State game, he gets thrown into the deep end. And on that first drive, you know, marches Iowa State 91 yards down the field. Think about the perception of Zeb Nolan, how much that would probably have changed if that's a touchdown to win that game. They beat Oklahoma State. That's 
That's a ranked opponent. Zeb Nolan comes off the bench, guides them to a win with a touchdown pass on the final play of the game, although I think that would have just possibly tied the game, right? They'd still get my shot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if got a chance you, to win it. You know, a, a chance to win that game. The, I mean, it's it's pretty clear though. Talking to those guys that hey, they they like Seb Nolan, they respect him. But yeah, it's you know, Kyle Kemp's been around the block, even though his game experience is not mm-hmm. huge. You were you, what you were saying brought sparked this in my mind. Last year, who was the offensive leader of this team? Alan Lazard, right? You were talking about commanding a huddle. Mm-hmm. We, could, we could command a huddle with Alan Lazard in there. I mean, he, he's not going to let the, he's not going to let the huddle get too far away. Who's the leader, the offensive leader of this team from the, from the standpoint we know the quarterback? Montgomery. Is, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. he seems I mean, like that's a leader gonna, to me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Him and Kemp would be. I would. I was going to say, yeah, Kemp. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah I, I, think I didn't think about Montgomery. I was thinking Kemp. So yeah, what about Good Jones? Is he? Oh, a, absolutely. But yeah. he's. Yeah, he's. I think that there may be a place in the pecking order there. Although David Montgomery's just a pup too. I think mm-hmm. Hakeem um, Butler could be that guy. Could at be at some point. I mean, at some point, yeah. you know, you look at the things that Lazard has said about him and just right. talked. You know, tweeted, posted just about passing the reins off to him. I mean, he obviously thinks very highly of him. And, I mean, one, just what you do on the field, the success that Akeem Butler had gives him instant credibility. Now, can he take it to that yeah, next level? Yeah, I don't know if he's the guy that, that gets the team together on the sidelines before the offense runs out on the field against who's their opener, South Dakota, South Dakota State, one of those, South Dakota State, against South Dakota State, and say, we're not going to let this team beat us. I don't know whether that's Butler, That's and you brought up a good point. That's either Montgomery or that's either yeah. Camp. I just say the, the only reason I even threw Montgomery in there is because oh, yeah. Campbell's reference him as like a culture changer. Absolutely, so many without times. question, and I wouldn't have thought of him, but I'm glad you did. It's probably him. Yeah. Well, Mon- I mean, Montgomery is one of the most vocal guys when we talk to him too he doesn't shy away from things he's pretty direct in yeah i think it's him good point i think think it's him yeah and i think they're different types of leaders too though like absolutely montgomery's in your face i'll grab your face and And then it's football kemp is more of a calming type yeah you look on the defense i mean that's not a question mark i mean they've got a ton of guys out there who you're like okay you know, yeah, right. I mean, they were Lima, talking. PV. They were talking. PV. I mean, PV was a captain last year, and going into the season, you know, Campbell was constantly talking about how he was the guy spearheading off-season workouts with the younger guys and the older guys. Fun conversation. We do need to take one more break. We'll squeeze in some Iowa State basketball conversation next here. Cyclone Insider with the Des Moines Register on 1460 KXNO. It's Cyclone Insider from the Des Moines Register and 1460 KXNO. All right, welcome back. Five minutes to go. We have not touched on Iowa State basketball, and it's February 6th. This is weird. Um, Randy, what kind of chances do you give Iowa State to uh, – Beat Texas Tech tomorrow night. They did beat them by 18 a couple weeks ago. 90%. <laughs> I would say 90% Texas Tech wins tomorrow. With I don't know. Iowa, it's going to be tough for Iowa State. I mean, Linda Wigginton is improving at the point guard. Nick's not ready to play yet. Hans Brace is not playing. They're down to eight players. Um, um, as as you know, like 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 Prom said yesterday, you have to keep Texas Tech off the line, and, and Iowa State's got this little propensity to foul. Um, got to shut down the middle. Against against Baylor, Iowa State gave up 52. 
That's 5-2. Yeah, that's bad. Points in the paint, which includes 30 in the second half. Baylor's first 10 baskets of the second half are in the paint. Iowa State's no way they're going to win that game tomorrow night in, in Lubbock if, if that's the case. Yeah, I just feel like this is a terrible matchup without Nick. I thought the same way going into Baylor. When I went back and watched the um, West Virginia game, I mean, it, I felt like it was maybe a little bit of fool's gold. It was a great win, don't get me wrong. But that it's it was such a – it's kind of like playing a triple option team in football, right? I mean, it's very different the way they defend you and all that stuff. And it played right into Iowa State and Hilton. And, and they Tally was really good. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Tally was good. They had him in a position where where he was going to be the facilitator of the inbounds pass. And, and you know, he, he was good at that. He's I, good at his roles. I just think that the, the point guard position is so much more accentuated when you're in the half court. And that's a position that Lindell's going to play next year anyway. But you're right. It is in the half. It is. And Prom said – Prom said yesterday that 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 when they are in the half court, which Iowa State doesn't like to get in, but when right. they are in the half court, sometimes Lindell has a has a tendency to shoot after the first pass, and and sometimes you have to make that extra pass because the shot might not be there um, the first time. But Lindell, you know, Iowa State's shooters have been trained to to, to crank away. Well, maybe make that extra pass. Tommy, I mean, do- Iowa State as a whole is just. A troubling team when it comes to that half court offense. Yeah. I mean, especially Cameron Lard. I mean, he's nine day when you know Prom always talks about guys rim running. He's a good he, rim runner. He he gets down the court fast, and they reward him. Do you? What do you guys think about Wyler Babb? From what you've been hearing, any chance that he's back for Oklahoma on Saturday? No, Kansas. Mm. He'll be back. They need Kansas. him against. Oklahoma. That's what they're. Yeah, I know they're they're trying to get him against Kansas. At this point, it's like you know, really, just. You're, you're like take one more game just to be safe. What's yeah. the rush? And I admit, I would not shock me if, if I think that they can beat Oklahoma with Chris. I don't know if they can beat them without him. You mean Nick? With the yeah, serving them, Chris. <laughs> sorry, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they could use Chris. Yeah. It's hard not to do. I do. I've done it. I've done it in print, and as I've I've done it in print, and as I go back you? to tweak, as I go back to tweak what I wrote, I says, "Oh my gosh, um, I luckily caught my mistake." Uh, an editor would have caught it, but um, and you know, and I don't know whether we'll see Hans. How much more we'll see him at all this year? I mean, they knew what they were getting into exactly. When they signed and him. it was a risk when they signed him, and he's you know. Yeah, I think it's about um, unless it's a sure thing. I think the whole grad transfer thing at Iowa State is something maybe you hang up the cleats with. I, I unless mean, it's it, one of those no brainers. They've, and, I mean, they haven't had a great track record. You, no. But you look at him. Bowie was like, okay. Bowie yeah, was okay. but you you look at Hans and you're like, okay, given Iowa State's situation, what they needed and what was still available. No, I get to it. Them too. Totally it agree. And why totally they have to lose? They didn't have anything to lose with it. Exactly. I yeah. I mean, the other risk, than you could have taken that kid out of Minnesota, McKinley Wright, who's averaging like 16 a game at Colorado. The risk versus reward was, or reward versus risk was still high enough to go take a shot totally agree uh and, and it's easy with hindsight but I, I just i feel like the grad transfer markets is drying up a lot I well mean, everybody knows the, about it yeah, now the good it's ones not are not going to iowa state anymore they're yeah. they're getting scooped they up used by the to be dogs. the only the only shop in town yeah. and when and now that he's obviously prom's obviously got a pretty good high school class yeah i don't coming think in, in their stockpile he's getting the roster where he wants it where he's which is where his wheelhouse is Guys, this is a fun show. We had a Hawkeye fan call in and almost cuss at us. Uh, we talked quarterbacks. I love talking quarterbacks any time of year. That was fun. And 
Pete, I'm gonna hold you to the ninety percent tomorrow. See you up in Ames. I'll be. I won't be there. Oh, you're not. Oh, you're going to Lubbock. I'm going to Lubbock in the morning. Birch, I will see you in Ames. Yes, we'll see you in Ames. Uh, Matt Campbell's deal. If you're interested in that, we'll be at three thirty tomorrow. Iowa State and Texas Tech, an eight o'clock tip tomorrow night. Don't know what channel that is, television wise, but it'll be on one hundred point three. The bus. Thanks to Tommy Birch. Thanks to Randy Peterson. The morning rush with Travis and Heather will be on KXNO coming up tomorrow morning at 6. we got some Iowa Wild Hockey coming up later on tonight, so stay tuned for that. Later, everybody.